following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. When you're wearing the right outfit, it feels good. Like finding an onion ring in your french fries good. Feel that way every single day when you work with a Trunk Club personal stylist. Meet your stylist at trunkclub.com. That's T-R-U-N-K-C-L-U-B.com. As the world becomes more challenging, it's going to be the jobs of, of companies, founders, creators, like every single person here, to put your foot down and say, you know something? We are human beings. We are one. We are all connected. We do not discriminate between age, gender, religion, um, or race in that matter. And, and because we understand that, we're going to find ways to come together, not ways to disconnect. Welcome to the Forbes interview. I'm your host, Steve Bertoni. On this show, I'll do in-depth interviews with billionaires, entrepreneurs, and influencers. Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, executive producer for Forbes Podcasts. For today's episode, we hear a chat recorded at the Forbes Under 30 Summit in early October of 2017. Steve sits down with Adam Newman, co-founder and CEO of WeWork. But first, a quick break. Support for the Forbes Interview Podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask, why? Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? And why can't there be a client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Forbes. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. So let's talk about WeWork. You guys just threw your own giant event for your employees, WeWork Summer Camp, 2,000 people. And, you know, it's funny, in writing a story like WeWork, I'm describing it as a co-working space. You, you hear it as a, a real estate company. But as I kind of, as we dig deeper into what you do, like, you're not that. Like, I, I, what is WeWork these days? Because it's beyond that. It's not just office space. Well, I think we live in a very challenging world today. And it's been the case for many years, but our co-founder, myself, our employees, our team, we've been feeling like it's getting worse and worse. And seven years ago, when we were thinking of what's our next business going to be, we wanted to create a business that actually makes a difference in the world. And it was never about work or living. It was actually always about we. And the interesting thing of when we created the business, we knew we wanted to make an impactful business. And therefore, we spent six months coming up with the name. Okay. And even though we had a great business model, we thought it was going to be very good. The name was most important for us. And what were it, some of the names you were bouncing around? Oh, we had some horrible names. We were looking for a name that could go into multiple categories. Like Deskbook or something? Like, well, not Deskbook, but <laughs> Deskbook is funny. I like that. No, we had different names with the universe this and global that and all these different things. But it's very hard to find. And we were looking for a name that describes community. 
And the thing we've learned about community over the past seven years, community grows organically. You can't force, you can't decide that you have a community. Either you do or you don't. And the way that you know that you have a community is actually in times of hardship when, when there's a problem, if people come together and really come out of their own selves to help others sort of get lost in the service of others, that's a community. And it was very hard finding the name, but when the name We, which actually came from one of our close friends, came, it was amazing because it could go different. It was We Work and We Live and We Give and We Teach, and it was all about creating a bigger and hopefully better community. And you mentioned, so the world's getting more digital, more remote, you know, everyone's living on social media. You guys are out to break that. I like that a lot, what you just said. I, I think seven to ten years ago, as these big digital companies, social media com- social networks and huge media companies were coming out, a promise was made to all of us. And that promise was, through technology, we're going to bring people together. It's going to be better. And looking back at it now, I, I have a lot of friends that I talk to uh, whose kids are teenagers. I, I know some myself, and I talk to them a lot. And yes, they have a lot of friends on Facebook, and, and, uh, and they have a lot of followers. But they're not, they don't have this physical interaction. They're yeah. more disconnected than connected. And we've always wanted to bring people together. But now, more important than ever before, it's really, it's really our time. By a show of applause, how many people have worked in WeWork or have worked out of a WeWork in the past? Wow. Well, that's good. Look at that. They're paying your salary. Well, if you, if you haven't been to a WeWork, please, you're welcome to take a tour and ask any of our community managers, what is this thing and why is it not a co-working space? And you could tell them that Adam said you should get a tour and I'm sure they'll give you a very nice one. So, so please. Yeah. <laughs> get an upgrade. You get bigger, bigger glass walls. You'd be all, you all could, ready. You could also ask for that also. We, we have this thing called Mission Possible and mission-oriented companies. We're trying to help them not just by giving them space, but by actually giving them any service that we can. So it's crazy. You guys started about six years ago. Se- seven now. Seven years ago. Seven years ago. With one space, and then that first year, two spaces. Fast forward today, you have more than 160 spaces, 150,000 members. And this is not just, you're not making software. This is, you know, I think we, this is gr- a, a gritty business. You're going in, you're, it's a mix of contracting, it's real estate, but you're also kind of like a hotel manager because you have all these services that people, and by the way, it's not like, oh, I, don't, I need clean towels. It's, hey, my business is going to fail. I need this internet to work. I need this printed. So, I mean, it's a messy business and you've scaled so fast. What has happened? Like, how'd you do that? So, you know, when you want to, if you try to attach numbers to it, because it's try sometimes to, it's hard to understand one building and 100, I think it's as of today, 172 buildings, and it's hard. We, we open almost 10, 10 buildings every month now. But I think you did about a million in, in run rate sales in year one, and you just broke in September a billion in run rate sales. So that over the course of seven years shows you a lot of the growth. And the secret has always been culture. We always were attracted to people who thought that they can do the impossible. We, we like to say we work. We do the impossible every day, and once a week we, we do miracles. And we were always attracted to people who weren't limited by exactly how things should be, how fast you can build something, how quickly, how much things should cost. And we're always we're looking for people that were mission-driven. And if you build a culture with people who believe that they can break through walls and are also mission-driven and all come behind the same cause and really believe in it, then you can do the impossible regularly. I mean, culture is a great thing, but it's, it's one of those words like leadership that people throw around, but it's really hard to define. Um, and it's one thing when you're picking, you know, 20 scrappy employees, but now you guys have 3,000 people, which is incredible. Um, 
how do you kind of institutionalize this culture and what that kind of that core belief of an employee is? You're getting McDonald's size, but you don't want to be serving Big Macs. You want to keep on be, you know, serving great stuff. That's so, true. That's so true. how do you kind of how do you scale that, that, that ethos? So we talk a lot about you're getting bigger, but you still want a personal relationship with each one of your employees, and you still want a personal relationship with each one of your members. Yeah. But you came to summer camp. You yeah. saw us bring 3,000 uh, employees together from all over the world and interact with them for two days. What did you think? It was incredible. I think, you know, they got... Did anyone go to summer camp out here? Not yet. Oh, you got... That's a prime market right there. Next year. We need one in Boston. But basically, you flew out 2,000 employees and then invited 3,000, mostly of your, you know, your British members to go glamping in the English countryside. And you kind of forgot that it was basically a giant corporate retreat. It felt like it was like Coachella or Bonnaroo kind of thing. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was wild. And you guys also had different t-shirts, which is kind of cool. It was like gang members. We were gang yep. members. So I think in summer camp, so once, this, this started five years ago, but we basically noticed that our members for the summer could, in New York couldn't even afford to take a weekend off. So we, we looked for a summer camp that just finished their summer camp with all the kids and basically convinced one of them to rent it for us for a weekend at the end of the regular summer camp. So everything was still open, didn't cost a lot of money. And 200 members showed up and it was a really meaningful experience. And I think this is some of what we do. We create these experiences for our employees that really bring them together. And by of creating authentic experiences that our employees really get to connect to each other and see that there are people all over the world that share the same mission as them, you're really able to, you're really able to create something special. I think the secret of success, the other one that you just spoke about, everyone has their own T-shirts. So Argentina and Shanghai and Berlin and Tel Aviv and everyone is like their own group. Empowering our local leaders. So we've really adapted regionalization. And if you're running Latin America or you're running Asia or you're running Europe, you're really running a company. You're like a CEO and yeah. you have all the support that you need. And we see ourselves as just a supporting staff. And we see these individuals and these teams that are running regions as the main act. And the more we yeah. do that, the, I think the more successful they become. And that's how. Now, uh, summer camp took a lot of time. It took a lot of money. Now, a cynical journalist might ask, you know, I'm not one of them, but a cynical journalist would say, hey, this reminds me of like, you know, dot com, you know, 1.0 with company has some money in the bank and they're going to you know, throw this big celebration. Um, how do you see that differently? How do you see what you guys do is not just some kind of, you know, big party? So, so I think the nice thing, and in general in life, I think the intention behind what you do establishes a lot of the future of what's going to come. So the first summer camp, we had no money. We spent $20,000 for three days, including food, drinks. Uh, performances yeah. and the renting the buses that we all came there and we did it and we had no money it was really i remember our cfo that was like adam we can't spend twenty thousand dollars it was maybe twenty percent of all of our free cash that sounds like a cfo and he was a good cfo and a great cfo and i said to him but it's not that we're investing in the future and I think the way to measure that, if at the end of summer camp you asked our employees, what was your experience? Yeah. And all they would say is, oh, we had a great party, we had a great fun, it was like a Coachella, then you're right and we're just spending the money. Mm -hmm. But if at the end of summer camp you ask them, what was your experience? And they'll say, I met individuals like me from all over the world. I heard success stories of members from all over the world. I met challenges. I, I, I grew and I'm now, I'm bringing back home with me, if it's to New York, if it's to Tokyo, if it's to San Paulo, wherever I'm going back, I'm bringing back this energy of we with me and I'm going to share it not only with my co-workers and, and with my members, but with my family and my friends, then summer camp was worth it and it's not just a party. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for the Forbes interview podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask why. 
Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? And why can't there be a client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. It gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Forbes. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Traditional static offices are a thing of the past. Today, companies and employees want an active workspace. Veridesk helps people reimagine their office design. Being more active at work, like standing more and sitting less, can help improve your health by boosting energy and productivity. Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions make it easy to encourage more movement in a day. The new ProDesk 60 Electric Standing Desk is the cornerstone of the active office. It's designed with commercial-grade materials, stable at any height, and fully assembled in under five minutes. Plus, all Veridesk products are made to last. They're also simple to set up and move or reconfigure as businesses change and grow. Check out Veridesk products, including the new ProDesk 60 Electric risk-free for 30 days with free shipping and free returns. Learn more at veridesk.com slash Forbes. That's V-A-R-I-Desk dot com slash Forbes. In talking about culture and team building, you know, we have a room full of awesome entrepreneurs out here that might be having, you know, they're, they're building a company. It might have three employees. It might be getting off the ground. It might have 10 employees or even more. What like three things would tips would you give them to a building like a great environment for their their people culture wise and tips for as they get bigger and grow how they kind of keep the magic of their startup going so just so i understand who here is the founder or co-founder of a business raise your hand just so i know all right nice. a lot of hands very nice um i'll give i'll give a few tips that i wish someone told me but we've observed that have worked Never in the history of WeWork did we think ourselves as we're a small company today and we might become a large company. We were always clear how big the company is going to be and we made our choices accordingly, which means our equity stack, our investors, our spending, our thought forward, our investment in individuals and in, and in systems was always so. We always knew we we're going to have a thousand buildings. So when someone presented a system, I would say, okay, that's great. That works for two buildings, but how's it going to work for a thousand? And then when our, when our chief, the CTO at the time, to Adam, but we only have three buildings, why are you talking to me about a thousand? I said, no, we're going to have a thousand and it's going to happen faster than you think. Wait, when you had that one building in Soho, you said we're going to have a thousand of these soon? Before we started WeWork, Miguel and I knew, and this is why, again, it took six months to come up with the name, that this is bigger than work. We knew that at least you have to have a thousand buildings if you want to make a difference, even that number doesn't seem that large today. And we always knew it was going to go into residential and it was going to go into a lot of other categories. And the real surprise for us with WeWork is that other companies are now willing to come and buy culture from us and are actually interested in how we run our team and our people. And that, that we never expected. That we always thought was going to be an internal thing. But so my first tip is think big. You're not doing it if you're not doing it to make a tremendous in, impact. And don't limit yourself to anything. Number two, and not in that order, what is the intention behind your business? 
If you're doing your business, if you raise your hand now and the reason you're doing what you're doing is either to make money or to become a billion-dollar company, I actually think you're lowering your chances. And I think that even if you get there, you won't be fulfilled. And at the end of the day, as human beings, we really, everybody's chasing, we think we're chasing a lot of things. But in my opinion, we're chasing fulfillment. And if you knew what's going to make you very fulfilled, once you're fulfilled, you're happy, you share it with others, you attract other fulfilled individuals to you, customers come, it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So my second tip would be set great intention. And my third, and this is one that I made a lot of mistakes on, but I'm, I'm learning. We used to be told all the time how important people are, but it took me, and we're now seven years old, it took me at least four years to start understanding it. And only in the past year have we really doubled down on it. People are the most, after intention, so you need to have the right intention for your business. But after that, people are the most important thing you'll have. They're more important than your business model. They're more important than your product. Afterwards, they will lead to a great product and a great business model. And I just didn't get that. And one of my investors told me, you should spend 30% of your time recruiting and interviewing, and I didn't. I spent 2% of my time. I spent today 30% of my time either recruiting or thinking about structures. And I, can, I really recommend the sooner you get into the habit of doing that, the better it is. You mentioned the goal of a founder should not be just to make money or have a huge valuation, but you, know, you guys just raised $4.4 billion from SoftBank. You have a $20 billion valuation. What's that, like a decacorn now? What do they call that? Like twenty x It's a big number. But anyway, how, does that, how do you get your head around that? And how does that affect the way, how does that affect the company when suddenly first, first you have of all, all these headlines? First of all, I think that's a very valid point and you should always push back on everything. This I, I, think, I think you're right. What I said is that the goal is not to be a billion dollar company. But what I'm also telling you is if you put intention first, then people, then product, the chances of you becoming a billion dollar company are going to be substantially higher. So all I'm pointing out is that there's a different way to think of the world. And if you get your head straight, everything around it just, we've discovered, really works out. We spend a tremendous amount of time thinking through how this affects our employees. A lot of times we get asked about an IPO. For us, thinking about an IPO is also, what does it mean when everybody is suddenly liquid? What does it mean when a person who makes a certain amount in one day has millions of dollars? And I can tell you from experiences and from friends' experiences and personal experiences, it's difficult. And those jumps are difficult and we're not really trained for this. That's and why I'm a journalist, so I'll never have that problem. The reason you're a journalist is because you're a member of the We Generation. You actually want to create your life's work and you understand that you're doing what you love. Mm. And you go back to the being fulfilled. Sorry, I, I interrupted. You're, you're on a roll there. So we talk about compensation all the time in WeWork. My co-founder, Miguel McKelvey, who is a superstar, who before that was our chief creative officer, and before that, when we just started the company, was everything. He was the architect, the designer, the builder, the community manager. He's unbelievable. And he's also the big guy. He's the taller guy. Right, he can and, dunk. Yeah, he can dunk. He's, he's a big guy. And, and Miguel now took the, took the role of chief culture officer. And one of the first things that he did, and in WeWork we have a chief culture officer and HR reports into it, and actually all the, all the functions that are internal report into chief culture officer because any interaction that an employee has with a company affects culture. And again, culture is, is so important. And he did a test. He sent out an email. At the time, we had about uh, 2,000 employees. He sent out an email to all 2,000 employees, and he said, if we're going to give bonuses at the end of the year, small bonus, medium bonus, and large bonus for people who really excel, $5,000, $15,000, and $25,000 cash. If I were to allow you to choose, he said to them, anything you want, sort of in that value, what would it be? And people chose. So first thing, we had 100% open rate for that email, which we never do. We have high <laughs> rates, but not 100%. So every employee answer. 
And every employee, every employee, some people, they wanted to go to, to South Africa and help in different things. And others wanted to go to, to, to South America. And others wanted to go to India. Others wanted to learn Spanish or all these different things that they wanted to do to either enrich themselves or usually enrich others through enriching themselves. And what the amazing thing was, at the end of the year, we gave out about 190 bonuses. And Miguel sent the email to all of them saying, you can choose the cash, or you could take that thing that you chose, and we'll, we'll give it to you. 98% chose the experience over the cash. And where'd they go? The big, big trips? All the amazing stuff. So the small group all went to Australia together. Everybody that got the 5,000, we made one big group of 40 people. They all went on a huge trip to Australia. And a lot of different things. And the amazing thing about this is it's a fact that people, in our, at least in our organization, chose the experience, the connection, and the community over the cash. They're gonna re- if you get the cash, 50% taxes, you, get, you forget quickly. These experiences, I hope, will stay with them for the rest of their life. That's how we think about compensation. That's how you take money and actually make it, leverage it as energy mm-hmm. and as something that can bring people together as opposed to being the barrier or the challenge that it sometimes could be. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Is your company hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just crossing your fingers that the right people will see it. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, listeners to the Forbes interview podcast can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes and save yourself a couple hundred bucks. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. So this is the tech stage, so jumping from culture to tech. Um, you guys are doing some really, you mentioned before, you, you've opened 10 WeWorks in a month, and that's more than you did like the first four years combined. Um, and you guys have employed some serious tech into, the, into this, um, into the building and scaling, and you're building each WeWorks almost like going to be like a giant Amazon Alexa. It's going uh, to be a you know, connected device, everything. Yep. Tell, tell everyone here about that, because that was fascinating. So we even, we even have a whole new set that's connected to Alexa, just we've been testing yeah. Alexa to run the building, and it's actually working quite well. But as we were building WeWork, we had to think a 1,000 buildings, and we said, how are we going to do it faster, cheaper, and in higher quality than anyone's ever done it before? And we created a system called WeOS, which is our operating system for physical space, and a little bit of a take on, on, on our very successful friends at Apple, and uh, I just met John Scully in the back. That was yeah, cool. John's coming out he's, soon. He's speaking yep. afterwards. That was, he was awesome. And as, as we thought about it, we, just, we wanted a system. So our system starts from the moment you recognize a building. Everything about the neighborhood and the streets and transportation and all the data that you could never imagine could be collected. There's unbelievable amounts of information. And then from that, how do we design it and build it? And we bought a company that's almost like a slack for construction processes. They're called Fieldlands. And by integrating Fieldlands into our product, we're able to follow the construction process 
digitally with every single piece. And then from that, we move into the design mm -hmm. and we created this very scalable design system. We do everything in 3D, which I think we're the only, the only company in the world that does it like that. We don't even design. Usually you design in 2D and then it becomes a 3D model. Yeah, and you have v VR too, right? we, we, we do VR and 3D, but what we really do is we have 300 architects and interior designers. They're all in their 20s. They're superstars. And we gave them a system that they can do in five business days with any architectural firm, not exaggerating, will do in three months. Yeah. And then you take all of that and you put all the sensors into the buildings and you start tracking where people are going and why, not who it is, but just traffic. Is traffic getting built around the keg, around the bathroom, around the entrances? And slowly but surely, every month, we're deploying more and more technology and we're fixing everything that we're doing. That then became a usability and, and utilization system. So now, most companies, only 60% of the people are inside the office at any given moment. So now we're tracking who is there, why, and we're actually increasing happiness, increasing usability of space, and measuring a lot of things that have been hard to measure in the past. Mm -hmm. That's on that side. On the other side, our community has a, its own internal network where 51% of our members do business with each other. We have a service store that sells other services, but also our member services to each other. 10% of our community will buy a service every single week. And as we're starting to add more and more pieces, this operating system for the physical world is, is just ramping up very quickly. So if Google is showing you everything that's happening until you get to the building, we're starting to track every single thing that's happening inside the building. And when you connect the two, you're really starting to get a lot of amazing information. Yeah, you just recruited you know, a big shot from YouTube and Spotify to come over. Shiva, right? Shiva, And, and yes. he's working on, the whole, on your, your app play and your whole community play, right? So Shiva is our new chief product officer. And what's amazing with him, separate from how amazing he is, the history of YouTube, you know, there's something, and people in New York, sometimes we don't understand this. We like to say that there is a lot of tech talent in New York, and you can get it. But the truth is, it's actually challenging to find, and I'm not sure how it is here in Boston, but it's actually challenging here to, in New York to find tech talent, not because you're not finding talented people, but it's harder to find people who have the experiences yeah. that we're looking for. And having that experience of building early stage YouTube, and then he's been in Spotify for the past five years. So building that product and really creating this membership, and I'm a Spotify user, and just a very engaged <clears throat> experience. It's been unbelievable. He actually then went to Apple for six months mm. and then joined us. So he got to see that also. So we're really getting a lot of experience and he's now leading product and we have an amazing R&D team in Israel. We're now building a huge R&D team and product team in San Francisco. We're opening a new HQ there in about four to five months. And then New York, our main team is here and growing fast. Very cool. So as this technology speeds forward and just everyone's homes are getting more connected and AI and all that, everything's, you're going to hear AI like a thousand times this weekend. Um, take me forward to like, you know, in three years, if I'm a WeWork customer, like what, what's my experience like when I walk in the door? So like first of all, gonna you're going to be a member, but I will say one thing because you're going to hear, you just said you're going to hear AI a lot over the next three days. Just think, as, as we think of artificial intelligence or robots or anything, the way in we work, we like to think about this. Technology is a tool. It's not the goal. And I'll explain. They're, they're gonna, we're going to invent a lot of things over the next few years that are going to erase a lot of jobs. And the person who is going to invent it is, might be able to make a tremendous amount of money and have that very big valuation. Because if you have one robot that can do the job of 100,000 people, or if you have one algorithm that can do the thought process of 100,000 people, you can make a lot of money. But I want to challenge you to ask yourself, well, what are these 100,000 people going to do also? And I think part of the secret of growing in a world that's so technology-enabled is also remembering that we all are human beings. And because we're humans, and this is part of the new direction that we're going, and we're talking about humanizing work and humanizing living, and basically bringing back the human in all of us, we can't forget that. 
and as leaders and future owners of multi-billion dollar companies and influencers, it is up to you and up to all of us to take this responsibility. And I do think that if we plan for the future right, it actually can be a greater and stronger future, but it's also something to really worry about. How are you guys fighting that? Because obviously, as you scale, you want to be more efficient, and that's probably you know, using more technology and less humans. What is, how is WeWork going to help com- combat that? I am going to argue right now that in hospitality and everything that touches hospitality, it's going to be very hard to replace the, the human with the machine. That's number one. Number two, we're focused on bringing people together. The event here right now, everybody's sitting here, that's an event that brings people together. It's physical. You can see this online, you can see it in out, but being here is a bigger connection we are going to become a voice, a very strong voice, and one of the motivating factors for us and why we work as hard as we work. Sometimes someone asks me, Adam, you guys already did this valuation. You're worth this. You have that. Why keep working? I said, we haven't even gotten started. We're a baby. And the truth is, we've always done this to get a seat at the table. And our seat at the table is just warming up, but it's going to get bigger and it's going to get stronger because the more connected the world's going to be, I also think it's going to be more disconnected. And the more disconnected the world's going to be, naturally, human beings, we're, we're social animals. We want to be part of a tribe. We want to be connected to each other. And I think people are going to crave it more and more. So you asked in three years, in three years, you're going to be extremely connected. And through the app, I'm going to know the temperature of the room and what's comfortable for you, not snow. And I'm going to give you great recommendations on what businesses you should work with. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you production lines. And I'm going to give you a lot of solutions to problems that you have at starting a business. But I'm also going to create spaces that are going to be called WeWork Unplugged. When you're going to go in there and unplug for a second and connect back to the self, I'm going to give you a lot of experiences with other people. We're going to reinvent residential living because by 2030, 60% of the world population is going to live in major cities. That's another billion people moving into approximately, it's 1,000 cities, but 2080 rule, approximately 200 cities. There's not enough room. So are we going to just cramp everybody into space? Or are we going to find a new way to use space and to leverage community and to leverage common spaces to bring people together, those are some of the things you should expect from us over the next three years. And hopefully, if we do our job right and our voice gets stronger, we can actually make a difference. And we like to say a lot in WeWords, words are cheap yeah. in WeWork. We want to do actions. So you, you spoke before what just happened what just happened in Vegas, which is so horrible, I, I actually can't process it completely. But um, we have buildings in Mexico City and in Houston. Our, our buildings got... Uh, um, got really uh, hurt in the past. In the past. Uh, in the past earthquake, in front of one of our buildings, there's an accounting company yeah. with 80 employees. The whole building crashed. Only 27 of them survived. So most wow. most of the death toll that happened in Mexico City happened right in front of one of our buildings. Our entire team came together. Employees flew from all over the world. We took those 27 employees and more than give them space, we're trying to give them a community. We're solving simple problems as computers and all the different things that they don't have. And even though we work and afford it and we're about to pay for it, the speed in which the Mexico community just stepped up and everybody gave their computer and helped and gave them a place to sleep and booked hotel rooms and really came together has been an unbelievable thing for us to see. And and as as a CEO and a co-founder, this is what makes me proud. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of thing I want to go home and tell my wife and my kids about. And, and I, I hope to see us do a lot more of this. And as the world becomes more challenging, it's going to be the jobs of, of companies, founders, creators, like every single person here to put your foot down and say, you know something? We are human beings. We are one. We are all connected. We do not discriminate between age, gender, religion, um, or race in that matter. And, and because we understand that, we're going to find ways to come together, not ways to disconnect. That's a great place to end. Everyone, Adam Newman, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Show him the T-shirt. You got to show him the show him the T-shirt.
This is, this is our new campaign, We Are Human, and we're just warming up into it, and we're going to humanize every single thing that we can because we think it's really important. I hope you do also. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's it for this episode of the Forbes interview. I'm Steve Bertoni. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with a question or comment, please reach us at interview at podcastone.com. Hi, I'm Spencer Raskoff, the CEO of Zillow Group, and I have a new podcast here on Podcast One called Office Hours. Listen as I have one-on-one conversations with other CEOs. We have the kind of conversations that can only happen between peers, tackling tough questions, sharing hard-won insights, and helping to define what leadership means today. Join me twice a month on Office Hours, exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the new Podcast One app. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.